0: person who wants to propose to you decides that this is the one for me, despite the fact that she doesn't cook, despite the fact she doesn't know how to pay bills, I can teach her, you know, I can help her learn how to do these things.
1: Welcome. You're now listening to Beyond Single with Shay and Rob.
0: Our podcast, we're going to be talking about relationships, love, marriage, and all the other good stuff that you've been wanting to listen to.
1: So our podcast drop every Monday. Check us out. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you find your podcast. On this episode of Beyond Single Podcast, Shay and Rob discuss, are there any deal breakers when it comes to being married? Should you allow a man to live in your basement if you get a divorce? Tune in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Beyond Single Podcast. I'm your boy Rob and Shay. Hey, what's up, Shay? Uh, thank you for everyone that reached out to us via DM. Um, we we hear you. We're gonna get to those topics. We, I promise you uh, next week that we'll get to yours. Uh, we have a slew ready and locked up and ready to go. So thank you, everyone. So if you want to be a part of the show, it's at Beyond Single Podcast on Instagram. Hit us up in the DM. But anyway, Shay. So, what topic of today? This is going to be for everyone who's currently married and then people who are moving in that stage to get married. So, I want to make sure we cover it. So, all right, Shay. I can't wait to hear this, but all right. So, the when you get married, should you learn how to do things you never did before you got married?
0: Give you, give you mm-hmm. some examples
1: so that way would give you some, you know, so cooking, mm-hmm. cleaning, paying bills, planning trips, babysitting, meeting new people, working, going to a university or college, stuff like
0: that. Should you have already known that before you got married?
1: Yes, but so I, I hear you, but there are some people who didn't do those things Mm -hmm. prior to getting married. Okay. Should you start doing those things once you get married or like, what's the expectation there?
0: I feel like before you get married, I mean, it, okay, everyone is different. So, everyone does different things. Some people may know how to cook and some don't. I feel like Before you get married, that all those things that you may not know how to do, be upfront with that. Because then when you get married and your spouse expects you to cook and you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, I don't know how to do that.
1: Yeah, but but just because you don't know how to, shouldn't you learn how to do that, though?
0: Yes and no. And I'll say yes, because both parties should cook both parties should take turns cooking, but I'm going to say no sometimes as well, because if you knew me beforehand and you know that I'm not the best cook or I just don't cook um, and don't have a desire for that, and you know that, then why all of a sudden it's different when you get married?
1: I think so to, to answer your question, right? So if the person knew up front that you didn't know how to cook, cool. But I also feel like then you're hurting the relationship by not learning how to do things, that everyone should learn how to do that, right? To take the burden off the next person.
0: Okay. That's un- I mean, that's understandable, yes. It can cause a friction in your marriage if you're not helping or assisting or even attempting to learn or to cook With your spouse to learn. So then one day you can do that. But what if some people are just not a planner? Because you were saying, you know, plan trips, things like that. Like, what if someone is just not that type of person?
1: Is that a problem too? So, like, but doesn't it make sense? Okay, so like when you get married, everything should be kind of like on an equal playing field in terms of planning cooking, like, paying the bills, stuff like that, right? So, like, I hear you. There are some things you should know how to do.
0: Wait, I'll put a pause on that. Um, it's good that, you know, one person can can cook, and then what about the other person cleaning? Or one, one person doesn't know how to pay bills or, you know, write checks, things like that, but you have a spouse that does and doesn't have a problem with that if that works out for each other, then does it make sense to break that and make that a petty argument that probably shouldn't happen because you know, okay, you don't know, but I can show you, but if you want me to take this task, I'll do that.
1: Like assigning, assigning like chores per se sounds cool, right? Somebody does a better job of cleaning the kitchen than someone does a better job of cleaning the bathroom. But in terms of, the overall task everyone's cleaning. If some person knows how to do a you know, five-star chef meal, but the next person can make oodles and noodles, then what we're, we're doing is we're, we're breaking it up, right? You're not putting all the burden on one person because that's not really fair to the one person, right? To one person in a relationship that does something all the time, they're not getting a break. You're already dealing with life stresses, you know, work, school, you know, children. And then you got to come home and do those same routine things every day. Like there's no, there's no partnership there. And then to go on the back to the trips thing and planning trips. I mean, obviously I wrote down this topic, but when somebody is always doing something and they're the most reliable, if they were to ever in their time period, go down or step out the picture for a moment. So let's say, That person goes on a business trip or has to take kids on a chaperone trip overnight somewhere, then the person that's stuck at home, they don't know how to do those things? Like, where? They should be able
0: to. I mean, even with the basic things of making your meals, knowing what needs to be paid, making sure your house is locked up before you go to sleep, things like that. I mean, those are some things that you should already know even beforehand. Like I was saying about the cooking part. Yes, there are spouses who one may cook more than the other. But what I was saying was, if they're okay with that, then why is that a problem
1: now? I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm saying that you're overburdening the one person. I mean, we can agree to disagree, and that's fair. But there are some things I feel like you should be doing when you get married that both people can step in at any point if someone gets ill. There are people who are like, you know, end up suffering from cancer or any other ailments and they're unable to do those things. And then the other part is, is that if like most people strive in relationships to be irreplaceable, right? So they want to be the best and kind of make themselves important to that marriage or relationship. But then you're doing them a disservice if you're not teaching them what, teaching the other person what you're doing so that way they they can be self-sufficient. Or at least pick up the burden if you are down with a, a disease or an injury or if you're down uh, because you're out of town for a couple of weeks for business or whatever. So,
0: I can, I can understand that.
1: And so then, for me, it's like, is that a deal breaker to you? If you did something all the time and that's what you were known to do in that relationship, and then your significant other refuses to do it, is that a deal breaker?
0: I don't know how to answer that. What? Well, why would why would that be a deal breaker? If if you're okay with doing it, then why is where does a deal breaker come from?
1: Because some people say, okay, deal breakers this way is so the one person doesn't have to go to work and come home and do the same routine every day, and to the point where they get fed up.
0: Or you can take turns. Like, can you? I mean, it, it would suck to have to set a schedule. Of course, you do that at work and other places. But maybe to take turns, have a day here where one spouse does this and then another day where the spouse does that. I mean, that can be something that can be agreed upon. So then the one spouse doesn't do all that stuff.
1: So let's take your point. If you knew someone going in that they didn't cook, They didn't clean. That's not their thing. They don't do that. They don't pay the bills. They're used to other people paying their bills for them. And you marry that person. Is that more of a saying that the person who chose the person to get married to, they settled? Did they settle? Because theoretically, you would want someone to be equal to you in terms of skills or. Well, everyone has different skills, and I wouldn't say
0: that it's settling. If you knew all that stuff up front, then you have a choice to end that relationship before it gets too deep. So I would say, no, that's not settling.
1: If it gets too deep and you get married.
0: That's why I said you do it. You find out these things before that. Right. You ask them what their interests are, education background what you do for a living, your family, like you learn all of these things when you're in a relationship. Throughout that time, if the person who wants to propose to you decides that this is the one for me, despite the fact that she doesn't cook, despite the fact she doesn't know how to pay bills, I can teach her. I can help her learn how to do these things. So then in the future, with like you said, you go on business trips or you,
1: you know, you're not around. What about those who are like, Man, somebody hit us up, and I I want to wait until another time, but someone hit us up like um, they've been dealing with the man for several years and they couldn't maintain a job to the point where they just quit finding a job. So, like, if you were with somebody and they said they were in school throughout that period, you guys get married, you both have jobs, you get married, and then they lose their job layoff. Every other job after that is... They get terminated or they quit because they don't like it. So they're just like, I'm not going to work anymore. Does that become a deal breaker? Is that a cause for divorce?
0: If it goes into having like really bad financial problems or the fact that the spouse is maybe doing that intentionally because he or she does not want to work. And maybe that they just want to do that so they can just stay home and not do anything. That is a problem.
1: So, doing, so, okay, it could, what, if, what if it's just not they don't want to do anything? What if they literally have not developed a passion for what they went to school for and find it hard to go to work every day to do something they hate to do? They want to switch careers. You know what I mean? Like, is it still then a divorce or a rift between the two?
0: I mean, I feel like it will be a rift. I mean, I feel like it will be some issues in the household.
1: So what, do you, so what do you say to that person? Do you say stick it out, work it out, or you say divorce? Like, what is, what is that option? Like, is it quitting? Are they going to end up quitting? How The question I would like to know
0: is how long has this been going on?
1: I think it's been going on for several years. I would have to go back to my email and check.
0: So several years, then I would find that to be a very big issue that it wasn't rectified in the beginning. If it happened, okay, the first time it happened, okay, Let's work on it. Second time, it's like, okay, you know, then you'll start to ask, like, what, what is going on? What, what is the problem? Several years of doing the same thing like that over and over again, it's just not acceptable. Apparently, that person is okay
1: with but they, it. But they love that person, and they really, really want to see them be great. It just seemed to me, right, when I, when I hear it, I'm like, well, what's the root cause? Why can't they maintain a the job or keep a job? Why they keep quitting? What is it that they went to school for, right, that says, you know, I no longer want to do it anymore? I mean, it it happens. I I had a girlfriend who
0: went to school to be an engineer, and she did that for about, I don't know, seven, eight years. One day, she just said to herself that she just could no longer be an engineer. She completely quit that, went back to school to get her um, degree in teaching, and now is a middle school teacher. So it happens. I mean, she's always said in the past that she wanted to be a teacher, but she went into the engineering field because they make good money. You know, they say that teachers a lot of times don't really make good money.
1: Now, was she in a relationship at the time?
0: Uh, that's a whole nother topic of that
1: doesn't um okay. well, then maybe, blend in with this. I said, did it be call, did it cause a problem in that relationship? I don't when think they she decided to switch careers. I would say that she was Dating on
0: and off. It wasn't like her being in like a serious relationship with a guy that she lived with or, you know, was with. So it had nothing to do with anything like that. So, but what I'm just saying with the career part and someone went to school for something, but then decided a few years later and it happens. So, I mean, if you're there for your spouse and they tell you that this is just not you know, the career for me, I know it's making good money, but this is just not
1: a good place. But then, then in this story, the person is not really coming forward and saying, hey, this is the reason why I keep quitting. They're just quitting. When they come home, they're like, hey, guess what? You know, I quit. I couldn't do it anymore. Boom, that's it. But then I really tell them the actual reason why they're quitting. And then too, how long? So back to, back to that thing.
0: So wait, that's a problem right there. If you're not telling me, you know, if you're not telling I'm not talking about me, but if you're not telling me that this is the reason you're just saying you quit, that's it. You know, first of all, that's, that's a red flag because you're not even explaining what happened. And then second, are you even making attempts to find something that you're passionate in or something that,
1: it it didn't sound like it. It sounded like they wanted to know, should they just get a divorce? And then I I
0: mean, you can't really just tell someone just to up and get a divorce first. First, it sounds like they need counseling. And I would say individual counseling, mostly for the significant other, obviously,
1: probably need it. I don't think he's going to do it. I mean, it doesn't sound like he wants help. It doesn't sound like everything that she does to motivate him. But I could could just imagine, right, this young lady coming through the door, seeing the same dude playing Madden on the couch, right? He's going to flip the fuck out. He's like, it's in her house. They're renting, but it's in her name, right? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. She's just going to flip out and just put them out. I'm like, I don't know if that's it. I don't know if if quitting per se is the way to go. The
0: only thing I say is it's been several years. That's the part that's kind of blogging my mind. Because why now to ask if you should get a divorce if this has been happening for so long? Apparently, to me, you're okay with it.
1: That's how I see it. Because... How do you see it that way, though? Why can't you say this person doesn't want to quit? They don't want to quit on this marriage.
0: No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's like you're not really sitting down with your spouse and telling them, like, this is a problem. You know, not saying it that way, but just having an upfront, personal, raw conversation about what you're doing and how it's affecting not only her, but also the household. She's working and bringing in the money and and trying to save the household. And then you have another spouse who's just almost sounds to me like depression. I can't, you know. I don't know, I don't know
1: these people so I can't say I mean, yes. Okay, so then But so let's say they go get they get therapy on their own, right? They go mm-hmm. he goes, she goes, they go as a couple. Maybe there's three different therapists right there, right? They do all that. And it still doesn't work. So when, when is it okay to pull the plug on this relationship?
0: It's okay to pull the plug in the relationship once it's been identified in therapy or between them in their house, sitting down at a table talking, that they can't, that this person cannot explain why he continues to quit jobs. What I'm saying is, you know, you go to therapy, therapy doesn't happen overnight. You know, it may take some weeks, some months or whatever. Not saying you have to wait several months, but if it's some some improvement or if he is explaining what the reasons are for why he constantly quits jobs and there's some explanation, but he's working on it, then yes, I would say to keep
1: fighting for it. If that's what you want. Yeah. But what if he just says the right things all the time? Obviously this guy must have some type of game, right? If he's been doing this for years, let's keep it a buck. Right. I mean, He's been getting away with it, but now it's a problem. Maybe it's been a problem, but more so as they listen to our podcast, it just said, you know, let me reach out to Shay and Rob and see what they got to say. So, like, to you, the listener, this is what I would say. Uh, you need to give it a shot in terms of exhausting all your energy in therapy, right? You need therapy, one. Why do you need therapy? Because it could be almost, I don't want to say but, like, almost like abuse where he's treating you this way, but you need to go and get your esteem correct, right? You need to go in and and talk it out, let your emotions out. Then he needs to go, because he needs to figure out what he really wants to do with his life. Does he need to go back to school to change his career? And then if he doesn't want to go back for other reasons, then they need to talk that out. And then finally, have some type of, use a different counselor, right? For all three of these things. And then go together to marriage counseling like that would be the best thing because then the marriage counselor sees it as a neutral party and they can say hey look this is X this is Y this is Z you guys should try one two three four five steps to resolve this and then if it doesn't work out then I would say pull the plug but I say that because I don't know and you didn't say if you had kids or not Mm. So now then we go like this. So after we said all that, Jay, if there are kids involved, do they get married? I mean, do they get a divorce?
0: I know, or you hear stories of married couples staying together because of kids. And I say that, yes, it does break, it does break the kids' heart that their parents are divorcing. However, depending on the status of the relationship and if it's not good, then sometimes it's for the best to do that. Now, what I would say is if that does happen to please, please, please continue to co-parent. I hear too many stories about spouses when they get divorced, that one wants the whole full custody and doesn't want the father and or the mother to have the child or children. And so I always say co-parenting, co-parenting, co-parenting is key. Because the kids are already split. They're already feeling some type of way that they're not in the same household with both parents. But they still have a right to see both of their parents.
1: I disagree with the co-parenting. I feel like you should just stay together. I feel like it's... It's, it's, not, it's not good to stay... Listen, listen, listen. I hear what you're saying. It's not healthy for the kids to see a volatile relationship. But you know what's not healthy? Them seeing two people break up, divorce, and stay away from each other, have resentment, and then put the kids in the middle. That's not healthy. Or what if one kid, right? Here, these are real stories, man. You know what? If you had a kid and your baby father or husband at the time had an affair, right, had another kid, you're like, it's over. He says, cool. Signed the papers. Boom. He moves all the way to Houston. Kids come back from summer to summer between both of you guys. At some point, there's, there's always going to be the one who does the most parenting that takes so much interest in their children that they make the kids resent them. And they're going to say, you know, I want to go stay with dad. And they're going to hate the mom. And if it's a boy and they end up liking the dad over the mom, Then you just kind of ruined it for that child and who they date moving forward. But that can only be certain cases. That's not always the case. It's not always the case, but there's countless stories about how baby mamas just hate the dude so much and don't want, you know, their child to see the father when the father was actually a good guy. It just didn't work out with them. I, I get what you're saying about families should stay together.
0: But if it's not healthy and it's hurting the children more, then sometimes you
1: have to do that. I'm not What are some ways that it could actually hurt the children? Like, how is it hurting the children if two people are in the same house parenting? Even if they don't, even if they had two different beds in their bedroom, they're still both in the house and they're still raising the children together. That's stronger, united.
0: It's still a slippery slope with that. It really is. You want to be in a happy marriage with your kids. You want everyone to be together. At some point, when you have children, that's, that's your number one priority at this point, your
1: children. So if they're, okay, look, we know that the children are the priority. Mm-hmm. They say in our textbooks, right, that having a two-parent household makes the child stronger in the end. They also say, right, in our textbooks, that having a male in the house builds the esteem of the children. Why would you separate that? Why would you do that? Why would you ruin that? Why would you rip the father out of the family? You know, that could be the other way around, too.
0: The man could want a divorce as well and ripping the mother
1: from not, their children, I'm not, too. I'm not saying that it's that way. I'm saying, it, so even if it was the opposite way, where the the guy was the one working all the time and the and the Wife or significant other wasn't working and it became a problem for him. I'm pretty sure he's going to say, Man, you need to leave, but you can keep them kids here, right? That's what he would say. But I would say to him, Then you're doing your children a disservice by not having the mother around. Then they're not learning how to nurture,
0: they're not learning how to use both sides of their brain. Everyone wants to be happy, right? Everyone wants to have a family that's always together, that stays together, no separation. But it's also a disservice when the relationship is volatile. Now, there are some families who, okay, I know a couple who were married, had five or six kids, ended up getting a divorce. Guy kept saying, Oh, I'm going to move out, I'm going to move out, and still does live there.
1: But how long the ago, thing how long, how long has he been living there since they talked about divorce? I mean,
0: he still lives there today.
1: But how long?
0: They got divorced, I don't know, a year or two ago.
1: All right. so So he knows that it's good for the children.
0: But what I'm trying to finish is, and this is an example, not only that, he's living like in the basement part of the house. He has no relationship with his children whatsoever. He does not talk to them. He goes to work, comes back home. He does not help with the bills. He does not help with cooking cleaning,
1: he has another relationship, nothing. So then what you're saying is you have a housemate. He's right. not. If he's not engaging the children, then right. no, I would say, yeah, leave. You got to go.
0: That has not happened because the the problem with that is this person needs that income to help keep the house afloat.
1: And that's what they make child support for? All right, guys, that's our time. Appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Beyond Single Podcast with your boy Rob. And Shay. Make sure you go in, hit the subscribe button. Definitely share it with the other people. Leave a comment, write a review, etc. You can also hit us up on Instagram at Beyond Single Podcast. Uh, DM us. Let us know, you know what things that you want to listen to. If you have anything that you want to share, if you want to share a story, you want us to talk about it, any questions. Let us know. We're always there for you. But once again, thank you so much. And we'll see you.
0: Bye.